Today, God, as Pastor Ronnie brings the word of God, would you bless him and strengthen him and lead him? We pray that you will, God, allow him to preach without compromise. The words that you've already given him, the word that you've given him, pray that you give him the ability to be able to proclaim it with boldness. Give him the strength that he needs, the help that he needs at this time, and give us the ears to hear. We bless your name today, and we give you the glory for who you are. Now, bless those that are in this place that we may hear the word of God. We love you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everybody, once again. Good morning. I'm just going to be here just a few minutes. Um, I want to read a story to you. I got a couple questions I want to pose to you, and uh, if I could get, uh, if I could have a little, maybe audience participation, it'd be great once you hear the story, and maybe once you hear uh, my questions. I'm going to use as a title, Trusting God When You Cannot See the Outcome, and I think we've all been in a situation before, maybe where we've had to trust God when we had no idea, Lord, what you're going to do and how you're going to handle this situation. As a matter of fact, you might be going through something right now that you need God's help on. So my question to you is trusting God even when you cannot see the outcome. And I'm going to use the story I'm going to go is First Kings. I'm just going to read um, First Kings 17, 1 through 24. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kirith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kirith Ravine east of the Jordan, and he stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up there, um, because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. 
I am gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is the word of the Lord. The God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the women and her, for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug, and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the Lord and what he had spoken by Elijah. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him up into the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried to the Lord, Lord my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times. And cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. The question I want to pose you today is, how many of you have had to trust God even though you couldn't see what the outcome is? What did you do when your back was against the wall? Was the first thing that came to your mind was to pray? What was the result of your prayer? The Lord answered your prayer. Were you worried at any time? Let's be honest. Now, this is about being honest. Though we know that the Lord, you know, we see a miracle that he has done here, you know, through the prophet Elijah. But in our own personal lives, you know, Trusting God when we can't always see uh, what, he, what the outcome is going to be is not always an easy situation. You may be facing something right now as we speak. How are you handling that situation right now as we speak? Is prayer still your number one, even though you cannot see the outcome? 
The Lord says to trust him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Did you pray to God about the situation that whatever you're dealing with? Did you take that situation back into your own hands and try to deal with yourself once you thought you saw a solution? Have you ever took a problem that you've given to the Lord and brought it back to him? How are you feeling right now? What are you going through right now? How are you really doing? Are you trusting God to the best of your ability? Even though you might not, can't see the outcome? Has your faith dwindled at all right now as a result of not being able to see this outcome? Can you be honest 100% with yourself? When you went to bed at night, were you worried and still crying out before the Lord, even though you couldn't see the situation happening? When you have that person that you love so dearly, that you're concerned about, how are you dealing with that situation? Are you keeping it before the Lord? Are you worried? Are you concerned? Are you doubting? Is there any doubt in your heart? Uh, because the enemy sometimes, he, he's whispering and he's working on you at the same time. You got this prayer trying to have you doubt. Are you handling the situation? Here the story talks about a widow who just had a little handful of flour in a dire situation. Just a little jug of oil. And here comes this person come along and, and ask her, can you get me a, a little uh, jar of water so that I may drink? And, and, and this lady was, uh, this widow was obedient to him. And she, and she she got him some water. Now, what if a same stranger came up and asked you for some water? Would you have an attitude because they asked you for something? even though you didn't know them and they're a perfect stranger, could you really just open up your heart and just give that stranger what they asked for if it was in your reasonable being? And, I, and the reason I ask this, too, is because, you know, the Bible does talk about sometimes that we uh, entertain angels unaware. You know, maybe a person might come to you and they're not smelling too good. And they may ask you for something. Uh, do you have an attitude with that person? Do you look down over that person, over the top of your glasses, when they ask you for something? What usually is the first thing that comes to your mind when your back is against the wall? Is it to pray? It should be. When people come to me and they, they ask me hard questions and they ask me situations, well, usually the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, did you, did you pray about it? Some people don't know how to pray, or, or don't. that might not be their first answer uh, that comes. And so here we find uh, this story with this widow trusted the Lord, right? And she made him a cake first, and then she made something for herself and her son. She has accepted her, her situation 
that this is all she had was just a little bit left. And here this man of God comes along and asking her for her last, just before her and her son was to die. Can you imagine being in that situation where you're hungry, your child is hungry, and here a stranger comes along and asks you, uh, can you make me something first and then make something for yourself? What would your attitude be? How would you handle that situation? Well, it could happen and could come your way. Here we find that Elijah was able to, by the word of the Lord, because Elijah wasn't working on his own self. He was just a messenger for the Lord. The Lord gave him instruction, told him to go down by, the, by a river, gave him a, a specific spot, told him, you uh, drink from the water from the brook, and he went. And he said, also, I'm going to have the ravens, commanded the ravens to bring him bread, to bring him meat every day. My dad used to always say when he had these stories that, uh, yeah, he probably got that meat and that bread from the king's table. Flew in the window and flew out day and night, undetected, and he took care of the prophet. Do you doubt that the Lord can take care of you? Um, if the Lord has asked you to do anything, um, are you having a problem right now doing it? I know some things I do. Uh, sometimes I, I procrastinate and don't move as fast as I, I think I should. And the Lord, is, he's on my case about that right now. Um, are you procrastinating at, at, at all in any part of your life, in any situation? Um, let's be honest. Uh, where are you right now? Where is your heart? Uh, I, I see only the outside. Only the God knows what's, God knows what's going on inside. Um, the Lord wants me to let you know today that he's going to take care of you, whatever your situation is. As a matter of fact, we've been hearing praise reports from people who have had been on the prayer list, who got unspoken requests on the list, where things are happening. Um, Things are going on. We can't sit here like and act like they're not going on uh, because they really are going on. Uh, they're going on with me as I stand before you here today. Talk to my brother Carlos up in Seattle today, and he's speaking up there today. You know, call me this morning, brother. I'm, I'm a little unsure about what the Lord, how he wants me to handle this up here. But I'm going to stand in front of him anyway. Here we got a man also in the beginning of this story here, which is really interesting. And there's more stories surrounding, heavy-duty stories surrounding Elijah. Here he uh, told Ahab. Now, Ahab was a king. And Ahab was married to a woman called Jezebel, named Jezebel. And Jezebel wasn't a nice person. Um, as a matter of fact, later on up in the Word, you see where... Uh, uh, Jezebel threatened old Elijah, and Elijah got to step it. But it's very, very interesting because the Lord was watching him the whole time. And uh, 
she threatened him. He said, oh, Lord, I'm out of here. Now, this, now, he just did a bunch of magnificent. He had been doing miracles. And here, in the beginning of the story, we, we, we see where he even told Ahab, listen, it ain't going to rain for three years. As a matter of fact, it ain't going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Now, that, that, that's a powerful word to have uh, as a messenger, you know, when you got Big G sitting behind you doing, doing the work. And he wants me to let you know today that there's nothing impossible for him to do. He can do anything but fail. Where man, where man fails, uh, God never fails. He might not do things exactly like you want them to be done. As a matter of fact, when you, when you pray, you actually you turn it over to him and you put it in his hands. For him to deal with it the way that he see to deal with it. Not the way that we see to deal with it. So when you pray, you turn in your situation, whatever the situation is, you're turning it over to him for him to deal with it, and he's going to deal with it the way that he sees fit. A lot of times he has to, he may have to move some things out the way and, and, and do a few things before that prayer gets answered. But here you've turned it over. It's, it's in good hands. Sometimes we take those same problems and we uh, say, okay, Lord, I see the way now. I'll just take the situation back and put it, bring it, put it back in my own hands. I can deal with it now. Only to find out that you just messed up the situation worse. Right? God is sitting up high and looking down low. He, can, he, he sees the, everything. He sees the whole plan. He sees the whole situation. His view is... Uh, much greater than our view. His insight is much greater than our view. We cannot see up over that hill, but he can. That's why he wants us to trust him 100%, even though we don't understand and we don't see what or how he's going to deal with it. And so I'm talking about today trusting God, even though you don't see the outcome. Even with our children, um, you know, we get a little concerned about our children coming up, and we keep them on the prayer list, and we've seen them grow up in all the different stages of their life, and from youngsters and to teen, the teen life, and the things that they, and we do our best to try to protect them the best way we can, but they're just not around us 24 hours a day in many cases, and they're out, and when they're out there, uh, we need God to really just lower Take care of them while they're out there. Keep your hand of mercy on them, Lord, while they're out there. As a matter of fact, my dad used to say, uh, yeah, go in and take some uh, oil, anoint their pillow. <laughs> you know, uh, you might want to go in and anoint them while you sleep, you know. You got oil on your hand, and you, you know, you, you touch them all on the head, and they don't even know. You know. I'm just asking you today to keep the faith. Stay about it. And I just want to know once again, uh, did you pray about it? Have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about that person that's hard to reach? Because I know I got some people in my, lo- my life that, you know, Lord, I'm not sure exactly how to deal with this person. Uh, but, Lord, uh, and we, you know, and I, and I just found out that, some of the classes that I was just taking in the, in the books that I've uh, just read recently that 
you can't, you don't have the power to change anybody. We want to, we see situations that we like to see change in a person, uh, but we do not have the power to change. And the person told me that a long time ago. So, Ronnie, you don't have the, you don't have the power to change a person. And then I hear, I see some of these authors I've written in a couple of different books, and they, they confirm the fact is that we don't have the power to change a person. Only God has that, has that power to change a person, to change the direction that they're going. They may be on a, uh, the road to destruction. And, and the Lord knows just how to make a, to veer them off. I've been telling you all about this friend of mine who go to high school who was an atheist. And anytime I play, put something on Facebook about the Lord, about the Bible, some scripture, you know, he writes BS, you know, it's a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Okay, sometimes I deal with him, then I go behind the scenes and, you know, send him a couple questions. And, uh, but he hasn't, he hasn't, and I asked him, Lord, why have you always been this way? Um, there's something happened, but he still hasn't, he hasn't answered me yet. But anytime I put something on, the, uh, on Facebook, and he'll, uh, spiritual, he'll, uh, he'll answer it very, very negatively. This week, he has this little pet dog. That he loves. Now this boy, he can't sleep at night, up all night, diabetes, health problems. Yet he defying the Lord, just defiant. This weekend, this week he runs over his dog and kills his dog. First thing I hear, I'm seeing him writing, answering that, may God be with him and protect him. Now that, I'm, I'll say to myself, now that don't make no sense. <laughs> Cussing the Lord out and calling the Bible all kind of names and talking about it's a bunch of BS. And, and then something snapped him the other day to have him calling the Lord about his dog. And I know the Lord's going to protect him. And I know you you with God. Now, I ain't answered it yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask him about that incident. I thought, you didn't, I thought you didn't believe in God, but I prayed about him. I prayed for him. The Lord got his attention with that one. He couldn't bring that dog back. He was connected. And um, when I, I'll give you all the results when I ask him. Because I want to hear this answer. But you know what? Uh, and then a good friend of mine said, well, why don't you talk to Ronnie? And he's like, well, why, why are you bringing his name up, I ain't saying nothing. He, he, he know. He know. We didn't have this conversation. We didn't. We didn't have some conversation, and 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 then our conversations always end with, well, you know, Ronnie, I love you. Rory, I love you too, man. You know, we've been together since high school. You know, and it's interesting how I've been able to connect with these people. So how do you trust God even when you cannot see the outcome? Um, how do you deal with your problems? And then what's the solution? So the solution here today we, we've determined is the first thing we do is we're going to pray about it. Okay, I'm going to pray about it. You know, uh, the, it's the best first choice that you can deal with. And I'm going to pray about it. Um, God uh, can do anything, but he's going to handle it in the way that he sees fit. 
Now, we got to remember that. Even when we're praying for somebody on their dying bed, well, you know, it, it, the Lord may not decide. He might decide to take them on home. It's his child. A lot of times, you know, we want to oh, Lord, save them and have them stay here. But we, that might not be God's plan on the stay, you know. Uh, maybe it's for him to do what he has to do at that time, and then he brings them on home, brings them on the glory. That might be his plan. Or his plan might be to heal them or to give them more time. Right? Give them a little bit more time. Have us a little bit more time together. But we know we all got an appointment when we're getting out of here. We're all out of here one, one day, you know. But so I had to, Lord, thank you for the time that I was able to spend with uh, my next-door neighbor. Cleaver just, Trees just, you know, passed away recently. You know, Lord, thank you for the time. Uh, my dad, you know, when we're coming up a lot of times and we're doing things, getting in trouble, um, these parents and these people around here was talking. And my dad had a bunch of snitches. Fred Small had some snitches. As a matter of fact, there's some things that we, we did coming up. By the time you got home, they already knew what it was. When we was kids, it was Eddie Wade. I was with Eddie Wade down here in the middle field. Mr. Bland had some dogs back then. And for some reason, we done found some women's stockings and uh, <laughs> filling them up with gravel and dirt, throwing them over the fence and seeing all the smoke come, come up, you know. By the time I got home, my mom and them already knew what was going, what happened. Boy, get, get yourself in here right now. Well, why why do a lot of people, you know, you know, women, people talk like that. We in trouble. They get 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 in here. Right, right now, and I'm sitting right now, and I'm, and I mean, <laughs> man, my mom, man, she was good for that. I just want to say today, you know, keep 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 your hands in the in the hands of the Lord. Keep on coming and being a part of this congregation. Come out on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights when you can and, and get a part of what's going on when you can. Because, uh, you know, there's no compromise in the word um, here in this congregation. The Lord knew what he's doing when he put Pastor Small in charge. Pastor Mark is in charge here. Yeah, he, he was the one. He was he was groomed for the for the situation. And he was groomed for the job. And, and uh, Reverend Small used to sit up and uh, uh, he promoted him all along the way. His little secret thing. Why? Because he's seen long time ago what was what was going on. I seen him as a kid coming up, sitting on the washing machine, watching my mama cook every day. He turned into a good cook. He could smoke up some meat too. The brother's good. He's a good administrator. I like the little position I got around here. You know, you know, just just I'm just to help me and. Sometimes y'all go to him, sometimes y'all come to me, you know. It depends on the situation a lot of times, you know. But uh, this is just a little tight-knit congregation. Hang with this congregation. Great things have happened here and great things are happening here. Just keep your trust and faith in the Lord. Trust him 100%. He got your back. He got you. He got you. And, and whatever his decision is and how he handles the situation, and, and I'm speaking to myself, too. And, and it, it's hard to relinquish, you know, our control at times, but there's times when we need to, you know, to leave him in, in control to the, to the best of our ability. 
and, and once you finish out of one test, trust me, you're gonna, you, there's going to be another one um, coming right your way, back to back. That, I mean, and, and he just showed me this week, Lord, you know, why, why all, I mean, just, you know, I get just a little breather, then boom, something, then something else comes my way. Well, he's preparing me. I figure for, you know, sometimes he's preparing us for, 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 the, for the next journey, whatever you got, whatever's coming. New. He can see what's coming. We can't always see what's coming, but he can see it. But he, he begins to strengthen us and start, you know, help helping us out along the way. And so hang, hang in there. Keep on coming. Elijah, by the word of the Lord, he moved uh, by the word of the Lord. The Lord gave him uh, some instructions, and he moved on the instructions. And, and because of that, he was saved, and the Lord took care of him and fed him. And what I noticed recently, too, is that all the writers of the Bible are dead and all, you know, they're all gone, you know, but the word of the Lord is still alive and it's still sharp uh, as a double-edged sword and still cutting. It's alive. It's, it's still doing things. And, and he showed me the other day was that, hey, the writer, he was 927, talked about there's an, you have an appointment and you're going to meet the judge. Well, the Lord gave him the, to write that down. He's no longer around. So who is the one still executing that? God is the executor of his word. He's still, he's still on the throne. You, 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 can, you, can trust, you, can, you can trust in him. He won't let you know you can trust in him. You, you can depend on him. Okay? If he says say do something, well, uh, Ronnie, let's go ahead and do this. You, know, you, might, you, might not, you might not understand why at the time, but afterward, you know, you'll, you'll understand. Anyway, I just, I just wanted to share that uh, just share that word with you concerning trusting God when you can't see the outcome. I don't have the vision to always see the outcome. As a matter of fact, he doesn't show you everything right away. So don't expect to see everything. Uh, but, do, but believe that he's working on your behalf. Why? Just because of the fact that you asked him. And he hasn't forgot about you. Even when you forgot about your prayer request, he hasn't. He hasn't forgot. Keep your children you know, on these prayer lists. Keep your jobs and your finances, you know, uh, I appreciate the word that Brother Small gave us the last couple of Sundays um, about enjoying this life that God has for us here on this earth and, and, and enjoying this, this, this bounty, you know, uh, Pastor Wama, I'm going I'm to enjoy, enjoy this. I'm going to have some bacon and eggs, <laughs> some grits, some cheesy grits. Lots <laughs> of butter. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> You know, you know, have a piece of ham every now and then if that's what you want. But the Lord loves you very, very much today, and uh, He just wants you to know that you, he, he He got your back. He got your back. Thank you for your time. Gladys, come forward, please. I want everyone to stand. Gladys has made the most important decision that she could ever make. I don't know if she had ever in life said anything about accepting the Lord, but this morning she did it. And we talked and went through the scriptures about what does it mean to be saved. The commitment is so vitally important because that allows you to be a part of God's family. If he takes you out of the world and puts you in the church, that's something that 
he's doing. If God is directing your life. If God directs. God was directing Elijah's life and told him to go to the brook. And when the brook dried up, now go to Zarephath. I've already prepared some place for you to be. Gladys says she's found a place, and this is where she wants to be. And, and what we just do today, we just confirm what God has already been doing in her life by just simply saying, by hugging her in, we welcome you as being a part of God's family. And so today, as you come around, it's just a way of just allowing the congregation to say, welcome, welcome. The Lord has already accepted you. You have now put your trust in him. You're part of God's family. I appreciate the word this morning. Question put forward. And I'll be waiting for the answer to what that guy says about his dog. I will be waiting.